Very well. I'll take point. Corwin, you have my six. Seraph, you follow suit. Everyone stay close behind. Very good. And please, everyone, remember that there may be survivors. Although I have not detected life signs yet. Do not shoot unless you know what you are shooting at. And uh, we head up the stairs. <laughs> okay. Uh, this, the stairs are not particularly eventful. Uh, they got sort of just very straight hallway, like, you know, high school style. Um, but they do climb for quite some time. So there seems to be a considerable gap between uh, the actual decks of the station. Mm. Um, and uh, you eventually come uh, to the next uh, floor. The stairs do continue up. Because you know there is one more deck above, but this one does have a door. Uh, it's got like a little uh, plate above it that says like uh, crew quarters, uh, living center, shops. And what else are uh, we seeing in terms of the state of this place? The uh, stairwell uh, look is is you know sort of back to the sort of thirty percent lighting that you originally saw, um, but the stairs look decently clean. So this uh, looks there... sort of, you're you're saying that it sounds this this looks sort of like a civilian setup. It's almost like yes. a shopping pavilion. Yes. Well, you now haven't what... seen anything else. I was just describing the stairwell. Okay. So now what about what about the state of the floors? Are they like they may be well maintained, but what about dust? Because if there's an atmosphere in here for breathable air, there would be dust floating around, especially if this was habit or habitable. So. What kind of dust level are we seeing, if any? Um, there is dust, but nothing nothing out of the ordinary. Just sort of average living, like frequently, um, you know. The sort of accumulation uh, we'd expect from... Travel space. Okay. And do we have an expectation that an air filtering system is removing most of the dust? Or does this look like a heavy accumulation? That could be an, that would be that would be a fair estimation considering the station is still drawing power. Mm -hmm. um, so even seeing a little bit of dust might suggest that dust has been accumulating for a long time. Yes. Okay. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. yeah what like that. Where, where long yeah. is dependent entirely on how efficient their air filters are. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> yeah. What what I'm also trying to to kind of. Uh, gather is, is if we're the only ones moving around so far based on like the movement of dust like if I were to step someplace if there's been others like footfalls or anything like that that may have been seen footfalls footfalls like he's trying to say oh, when he puts his oh, foot sorry. foot down does a whole bunch of dust come spinning into the air do we see footprints oh, in the no. dust that kind of thing no um no the, the, the floors look regularly cleaned and they have been so Despite the fact that it doesn't mean life signs, uh, and it, it strikes you like everyone up and went yesterday. Okay. So, hmm. Okay. Interesting. Okay. That says something in and of itself. The entrance into deck two has the same sort of sliding door with the same sort of keypad you saw the exit you out of the hangar bay. There is power drawn to it. Mm -hmm. um, and you get the sense that maybe each deck has its own sort of independent source. Because there was power being drawn into the cargo bay, the hangar bay before, uh, and then on one side of the door, sort of like you might have on a house, where it's got the little glass that you can sort of peer through. And if you peek through the glass, you see on the other side what looks like 
well, sort of like um, a sitting area and a mall. It's even got a little, like, fountain. Um, but not, like, there's no water coming out of it, but it's got that same sort of thing. Like, it's got little, like, little statue of some person, I guess. Hmm. Um, and there's a little, and there's, a, and there's some seats around, and there's some potted plants. Um, sort of, like, in big... Um, vases, I guess. Okay. But like plastic, plastic vases. And it's not a kind of pleasant. And it's sort of sort of got an open air concept as a big dome thing. And then there's a couple of hallways leading off to what you assume to be the living the living quarters. Mm. Um, and as you stare for a little while longer, uh, you do see what looks like some sort of like um, big square metallic thing sort of zooming on it's got it's like on treads or something hmm. um, oh. and you can see and you can see as it comes it's almost got like a a snail slime coming up from under and but then it dawns anew that it might be some sort of cleaning drone or something uh, like that. Uh, you got me so, <laughs> so it does great. yeah so it just like really smoothly along the floor and then every place it passes it leaves like this little like cleaning solution looking material uh, okay. and it stops it stops perfectly just before the door where you guys are standing and then does like a and does like a 90 degree turn and then and then proceeds down one of the hallways hmm. okay so aside from what is seemingly a still a still life through the window we're not seeing anything that would be considered out of ordinary like Dead bodies scattered everywhere. Bone. No, there's there's a complete place. lack of any corpses or blood or phaser oh. blasts or. Everything looks perfectly well maintained. Everybody here is happy. They're just absent. Interesting. Where it seemed that there is little evidence of any disturbance here. Uh, Mister in game, Mister Seraph pulls out his tricorder quickly and scans to try and get a sense of where the living quarters on this level would have been, where mm -hmm. the concentrations of people's homes would have been right um so there's uh three hallways that branch off of this sort of common area mm -hmm. um and you get the sense that all three hallways contain living quarters in some way not very big mm -hmm. um so whether that means uh like and they were private or they just had a whole bunch of people crammed in you do get the sense that there were probably not that many people on this station Mm -hmm. um, and if the clean drones are any measure, maybe a lot of the operations were automated. Mm -hmm. um, but you gather from the schematics that you downloaded that there's probably somewhere between 20 and 25 rooms. All right, then Mr. Seraf turns towards Corwin and Locke. Uh, Mr. Corwin, Mr. Locke, if you would not mind accompanying each of you, Mr. Mirren and Mr. Drake split into two parties and explore and he points towards the two branching hallways one on the left and one on the right that have mm -hmm. the living quarters mm -hmm. be careful as you do so feel free to return here as soon as you have anything of interest to report or if you find nothing either way it will be an interesting data point i will remain here and monitor very well drake you're with me Mirren, uh, Commander Mirren, you'll go with uh, Corwin there. Locke and Drake are going left. Uh, Mirren and Corin are going right. Yep. Yep. And Mr. Uh, Seraph is remaining Sarah's at the hub. Okay. Mm. 
Uh, he's going right. to be uh, trying to remain in communication with each group as well. And as soon yes. as and if he loses communication with either group, he will attempt to recall the other group. We'll start with Mirren and Corrin and then switch back to Locke and Drake after. So uh, Mirren and Corrin, you guys proceed down the right hallway. Um, you, The first right. door you come to um, has a... Um, has a rather drab sort of like a uh, plate across the the top with um with the name of the guy and then his role so it says um p which we assume is like his first initial or whatever uh, p kasare uh chief engineer uh the other doors all are labeled likewise uh there are a total of five um, such doors with similar uh, tags above each one and a simple keypad similar to the ones you've already seen. Uh, there's five of them and then the hallway sort of uh, just hard stops into like a dead end. Where would you like to start, Commander? Well, um, I want to see what the Chief Engineer had going on, so I'm going to start right here. Alright. You let me go first, okay? By all means. And uh, Corwin uh, brings his refrigerator side torso into line with the door. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, more, is it? really? And and, and 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 you know, digs his hand in and sort of tries to push yeah. the door into the frame like he did earlier. Are yes. you really? Uh... <laughs> okay. <laughs> But oh, like the, the keypad. He's just, he's just oh, opening no. it. Yeah, yeah Mirren is standing there, like in a frozen position, yeah, just, just like, halfway uh... towards the open button. <laughs> uh... <laughs> anyway, so Corwin shoves the door into its frame. Yep, you force it open. It, okay. it does not. The door does not enjoy it, uh -huh. but it, it happens. And Corwin sound. And Corwin quickly <laughs> quickly levels his weapon and does the room sweep thing before calling out clear and uh then he steps another couple of steps into the room to allow uh mirin to follow him i hope i don't have to fix that now <laughs> so what are we seeing um well it's a it's a fairly small room even compared to what uh well you guys have nice cozy quarters on voyager so this is kind of small kind of spartan there's a single, there's a single bed, um, a couple of, there's a little dresser, basically, uh, that you see. There's a couple of, like, chotskis on top of the dresser, of random things, like little, like, knickknacks and things. A comb, that kind of thing. Uh, and then he's got, uh, like, another little door that you might assume is probably his head. Pardon? Like the bathroom. Oh, yes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Pardon. Wait a minute. And uh, and then he's got like a little like personal terminal, like a PC setup kind of thing. Um, uh, and it's sort of humming again, sort of on standby, like the consoles in the hangar bay. Then, in a Fallout-esque fashion, I intend I intend to hack the terminal and gain information from it. <laughs> uh, All right, you do the sciency thing there, Commander. I'll watch your back. Oh, Mirren, I will have you... It's not a particularly complicated rock. So, uh, you can roll engineering or science. Up to you, and control. I do this. 
Yes, you do. I heard it. Two successes. Boop. I heard it happen. Uh, so yeah, it was password protected, but you solve it instantly. Um, it was just a I random name. His password was Maybe. the name on the plaque outside of the room. Yes, that's it. His name was his password is password. He's got like two logs set up, uh, both sort of like um, old-fashioned texts. He's got like a little keyboard in front of him or whatever. One is clearly a personal log, and it's mm -hmm. labeled as such, and the other one is labeled Chief Engineer's log. I would enter the duty log, the duty okay. log, and not the personal log. Yes. Okay. Um. So again, most of the logs that you scroll through, and there's hundreds. Um, basically one for each day. And uh, you get that sense, again, the, the numbering dating system is alien, but it proceeds by one digit, in air quotes. So you get the sense that this is like, sort of like, top of the morning, he has to put in a log, or maybe it's the end of each day. Sure. Um, and most of them are just like, basically just a list of random crap he had to fix. Like, uh, <laughs> cleaning, cleaning drone ran into a wall today, had to uh, fix his pathfinding servos. I keep asking command to send us the updated models, but nope, we're stuck with these crap things. Um, and then uh, there's a couple entries about uh, the fact that the science team keeps complaining about their computers crashing, and he tells them that a fucking command would send them the updated patches for the computers. He wouldn't have to keep replacing them all the time. But does anyone listen to me? No, not at all. Wow. Wow, Mirin, uh, Mirin looks uh, amused and validated while looking at the screen. Like, every now and then, uh, Corwin would notice that Mirin is oddly smirking and enjoying himself while reading through these logs. Although yeah. management's the same everywhere, am I right? Uh, I feel your brother. Oh, I see. Um, and then it goes on and on, and there's lots about, like, the engineering core, and about the fact that it keeps power fluctuating all the time, and he's had to, like, basically, quote-unquote, duct tape the thing and the coolant tanks over and over and over again. Oh, yeah, space um, tape. And yeah, he's worried... The civilization he... has an equivalent of duct tape. Yeah. Uh, one, of, one of the lines is like, I swear, if my assistant sneezes one day, we're going to blow the station apart. Hmm. Um, and, uh... And then it starts to get a little weird. Uh -oh. uh, not super weird, but just every time he says, every time he goes to say, he would normally say I, or like I repaired something or, or whatever, he instead <laughs> uses the word he in all caps. Right. Uh, and that goes on. So then he, everything else is the same. He's still got that sort of cynical, like, uh, everything would blow up except if it wasn't for me. Except every time he would say me or I, he's replaced it with he in all caps. Mm -hmm. um, and then a couple, and then another, like, 25 logs later, the he in all caps is replaced with us in all caps. Right. Um, and then the last log is just uh, a single sentence that just says, perfection isn't it i love it um okay so two questions um based on what this based on this timeline i'm seeing can i roughly ascertain uh like how long this progression took to go from being like normal logs to this very strange log yes uh you get the sense well i mean you started like log one so you get the sense, and you fast scroll through a lot of them. Click, 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 mm -hmm. click, 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 click. Um, you get the numbers appear to progress in what you might assume would be. You probably say like they, these guys were here a total of maybe two years. 
Okay. And the weird log started happening in the last couple of months. Okay. And uh, can I also roughly ascertain when the log stopped compared to us being there now? Um, again, doing the math in your head for your own uh, calculations, um, maybe two months ago. Okay. Maybe two and a half. Um, so if I still have time to continue this, I want to switch over to his most recent personal logs. And specifically, I'm looking for more uh, incontinuities or strangeness. Right. Okay. So it's the stuff that lines up more with the weird logs from his engineering stuff. Something now quickly in the most recent logs, like around the time this would have begun, uh, yes. like the strangeness would have begun. Uh, I'm looking around those dates, most likely for like physical complaints or medical complaints he might have wrote in his diary type thing. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. Uh, there's a couple of um, there's a couple of references amongst his references to his his cat. You get to, or he has equivalent of the tra of a trobbing cat because he keeps mentioning some random cutesy name. Cutesy right. name had to go to see the doctor again. He keeps swallowing stuff. <laughs> kind of thing. You uh, you find a few references to something that he just labels everywhere in quotes as uh, the test. He mentions that. Uh, the crates arrived yesterday. Um, right. Maybe, maybe those classified crates from the the Hainer Bay. The crates right. arrived yesterday, um, and uh, Doc says he's going to begin the test tomorrow. Thank goodness I wasn't chosen. I don't want to have some some piece of metal stuck in my brain. Um, and then he references a couple of other times the test. He mentions that his assistant. Uh, I guess like his his assistant engineer went underwent the test and uh, actually starts uh, talking about how he's envious because his assistant never seems to be tired. Uh, he's complained about headaches a couple of times, but mm. uh, uh, does a lot more o uh, more uh, like overtime than he does. And he mentions in one of his personal logs that he's worried that command might like switch their places, kind of thing. Wow, okay. uh, and now, oh, now maybe he should have done the test after all, or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and um, and he talks about um, uh, mention, he mentions at one point a flat number. He says twelve people on the station underwent the test. I found out. Uh, I know it was supposed to be classified, but I guess everyone couldn't help but blabber on about their incredible new IQs. And right. then it just and then it just flat out stops. So it just completely stops. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. We will scene change over to Locke and Drake then. Mm -hmm. You guys, uh, we'll, I will rewind time. You've just proceeded down the left hallway. Mm -hmm. um, and same thing to you. I'll skip some of this, the descriptions. The same thing to you. Find about um, five or six uh, chambers, all again with these sort of name plates above them with a person and a role. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the, first, uh, the first quarters you pass. Uh, or rather, yeah, so the first corners you pass closest to the promenade, we'll call it, is, is for the the head surgeon, and then uh, proceeds down the hall. There's six rooms, and then it, again, sort of just hard stops. Okay. What are the other titles on the doors? Uh, there's one for, like, a, um, like, nurse, which is sort of directly across from him. Uh, there's one for um, uh, chief of security. Uh, there's one for whatever the space equivalent of harbor master is. <laughs> Docking port master. Space harbor master. 
whatever. Doc, Doc Master. Doc Master. That sounds like a weird Genesis expansion. Um, maintenance coordinator and uh, and research head. Not the research bathroom, but head of research. Well, Mr. Drake, any any of that pique your interest? Head of research doesn't necessarily sound like a bad place to start. If something were to go wrong, I would assume it would have something to do with what they were researching. Sure enough, that, that was my thought process as well. Given enough time, it would be also good to check out the surgeon and the security uh, quarters, if we can. But, uh, yeah, let's start at the research head, I suppose. Um, very similar. I'm assuming Locke does not force the door open, but as soon as it's... <laughs> no, I shoot it. Oh, you shoot it. Okay, it vaporizes. <laughs> no, I, I, I push the button on the panel to slide the door open and to make sure there's nothing in it before we go in. Okay, so uh, blah, blah, blah. The, you, you as the players can get the sense that the rooms are all uniform. It has the same sort of, like, uh, small, like, bed... A little dresser, a little personal computer, and a door that presumably leads to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And same That's thing. That's the research head. Yeah, yeah. There's the head. There's the head for the research head. Uh, the research head's head, if you will. Um, and again, the uh, the his little PC is like humming in sort of a standby mode. Well, I suppose Drake heads over to the PC. Yeah. Okay. And I I try to look around the area since I'm not a expert in PC stuff, like open up the dresser, see if there's any stuff there, check around the bed, check inside the bathroom, you know? Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, so bathroom is like their equivalent of like toilet, shower, that kind of thing, sink. Okay. Um, and then in the dresser, it's just like a few changes of clothes, not a lot, but I guess they just like, you know, space clean it or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and as Drake, uh, uh, as Drake notices... Lock checking around these places, I say, don't forget to check under the mattress. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's right. That's and then that's where you find all the cockroaches. Damn. Aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> no. Uh find red key card. Now you can proceed to area three. Um, <laughs> uh, there's nothing under the bed. Uh it's okay. like that. A couple of the a couple of the dresses that don't have clothes in them have books, like uh big binders, like ring binders kind of thing. Mm. Uh and they're and it's written but of course, it's in Trabe, you assume. No, I'm uh, assuming our our visors on the helmets would help us to translate the written language as well. Yes, but because this is like done on paper, it's yep. a little hard for the computer to do. Okay. I was able to interface with another computer. I would. Okay. Uh, finding those binders, I would try to start to look through those. Okay, so I'll get back to you in one second. Yep. Uh, drink. Uh, engineering or science plus control. Perfect. Two successes, you get in through, no problem. You guess his password first try. There's um, also password. There's also password. Everyone's really boring on his, this station. His password was research head head. <laughs> <laughs> um, again, same thing as with uh, the computer Mirren hacked. He has two sort of log streams, one that's professional and one that's personal. Uh, I would start by going through the professional one. Okay. As you bring up the professional log, there's another enter password uh, queue that comes up again. So Should I'm going to have you make again, the same roll. Will the same one work? Yeah. I'm going to have to roll you roll again, please. Ah, oh. 
Interesting. Okay. Uh, okay, so it, 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 uh, it takes you a few tries to get this one. And uh, just when you think it's going to lock you out or explode or a hand's going to reach out and slap you, uh, you manage to get through. Uh, unclear exactly what entering the wrong password does for you at the moment. Uh, but you do open up the special logs. Again, there's millions, well, there's hundreds of them. Like, same like Mirror, and it sort of starts from day one, you presume, and scrolls down. Um, and his are um, are done very, very, what's the word I'm looking for? Tactfully. You get, you, you get the gist that this guy is a man of very few words. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're all like, and they're, he, he tries as best as he can to do it in like two to five words kind of thing. Um, like, um, so, as research I start... successful, um, assistant complained, I told him to stop. Stuff like that, like very taciturn. As I start to cotton to this pattern, I look for the largest of the logs. Okay. Um, and that occurs around uh, the time when he starts to mention uh, the, the crates arriving. The, okay, so uh, this log is after the crates arrive. The crates arrive, and uh, and uh, he mentions um, uh, he, for the first time you get this sense of excitement in him. He says, uh, "The pieces finally arrived from command." I I got the sense I... from the manifest that they were a bit jittery about this, but but there's what's there to be jittery about? We are going to be a frontier in more ways than one. Finally, a way to enhance not just the technology around us, but us ourselves. These enhancements uh, could prove to be the next step in Trabe evolution. Next log mentions that he, he's uh, take, written down all of the names uh, except for the, command, the commanding officer and put them into basically like a lot, a lottery. And they're going to draw out 12 names uh, this afternoon to be chosen for the test. Hmm. And then he says, uh, uh, the doctor will oversee surgery tomorrow. I, of course, will also be present. And he goes on and on like that, talking about, and the first few logs are very optimistic. He mentions uh, subject A and C. I'm using equivalents, of course. Subject A and C came in complaining about a few minor headaches. But other than that, everything has gone well. The fast forward a few weeks, the logs start to talk about how uh, all 12 subjects have, despite mentioning some blurry vision and and nausea at times, have all increased in their uh, receptiveness to instructions, uh, their speed at which they carry out tasks, uh, their their, um, ability to go longer in their shift without uh, fatigue or without a a significant drop in their performance. And then, um, similar to Mirren, in places where he might say I, he starts replacing it with she, in all caps. Mm. And then uh, a few logs later replaces every instance of that with us. And the last log is simply, I have seen perfection. Um, these, the later logs where the, uh, the, pers- the uh, pronouns start to change, um, yes. are those of like the same length and demeanor? Do they have a marked change in like psychology? Or um, are they no, they, they, the they, they carry on with the same sort of taciturn, very business only um, tone that the... all the others had. It's just the yeah. shift in pronoun. And there was no, was there at any point a list of the 12 people who got selected? No, he does not list them. 
but okay. he does make it clear he was not one of the people selected. Alright, I, I would at this point go back to the root log and search through the personal messages. Okay. There's only a single personal log from the very first day. Personal logs are pointless. <laughs> Drake laughs, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he bursts out laughing. He finds that hilarious. And about this time, uh, Mirren and Drake, you're about even now in the n amount of time that has passed. Um, okay, what, so, am, what am I seeing in the binder? Can you roll for me? Uh, I guess I could argue that you roll security. Can you roll security in reason, please? Hey. Nice. Roll one. Didn't even need the, uh, didn't even need the focus. So there you go. I'm just hot stuff. Okay, so then, barring that, then three successes. Damn. Okay. Uh, so this is clearly um, his sort of like de more detailed observations since Locke, mm -hmm. uh, since Drake was uh, narrating a lot of his business logs that were tasked. These ones are basically a list of all of any, uh, basically any and all symptoms that any of them would have displayed. Uh, he mentioned several times that he's not a medical doctor, so he does not list, like, every time they complained about having to vomit. Mm -hmm. But he just things like how how many points their IQ seemed to increase, how much longer they were able to work without complaining about being tired. Mm -hmm. um, uh, eventually, he mentions that uh, he actually has to enforce that the 12 of them be relieved of duty because they will not willingly come off duty themselves. Uh um the only the only um entry of his uh of his that seems odd none of them get replaced with the we and us only because they don't go as seem to go as long in terms of dating as the computer logs do uh, but there's one there where in the same entry where he talks about having to take them off duty uh, by mandate uh, he mentions that one of them says it's not good service uh, back to Mirren and Corin, uh, having uh, perused yeah. the thank you English, uh, the uh, logs of the chief engineer. What are you? What are you doing now? Um, where, where to now, Commander? I just want to do a once-over of the apartment uh, completely, like make sure I didn't miss anything abnormal. Okay. Or uh, even like sure. a hidden recorder or something. Anything. Okay, absolutely. Uh, uh, security and uh, insight or reason. What you looking there for, Commander? You dropped something? No, but perhaps uh, their engineer did, and I just want to double check. Good thinking. Oh, geez. very nice. For once. Also one. Three successes. All right. Do a very thorough investigation, enough to make Corwin maybe a little bit antsy on how long it's taking. Oh, oh, sure. Don't mind me, Commander. <laughs> well, if Corwin has um, spent and, any time near me, he would be not surprised. And you notice that um, someone's done a very good job of it, but one panel on the wall right. looks like it's been taken off more recently than any of the other panels. Hmm. It dawns on you for the first time that the panels are sort of individual sheet metal that has sort hmm. of been laced into each other so well um, that it ends up looking like one wall. But this one, you see a crack, and at first you think the wall has a crack in it, and then you realize it's one of the panels that hasn't been perfectly set back. 
Huh. Is it just haste in some way, maybe? Is it like hand removable loose? Okay. Uh, like you can put your hand in and pull from the top kind of thing. I'm going to do that then. Exactly that. Okay. Uh, it uh, takes a bit of effort. It's, it's secured well, and maybe corn helps you, maybe not. Um, but you get the panel off, and, uh, oh boy, your, uh, your, your suit's a gooey and goes crazy again with that same reek you smelled back in the control room. There's a, there's a good uh, gap of, like, insulation. Question mark, there's just space in between where you pull the panel off and where like the next the edge the next wall is, which seems to be of some concrete. And there's there's enough space back here, honestly, that like a kid could probably get in there and crawl around or something like that. An adult could probably get in there, but who knows if they get back out kind of thing. Right. Uh, but it's complete pitch dark, obviously. There's no light. No one's supposed to be looking inside the gap between the walls kind of thing. So, right. What you got there, Commander? My suit's going crazy about the methane and sulfur. Uh, I'm not quite sure yet. And you hear, and now that the panel's open and you're looking so uh, hard and and got this panel off, you hear a, a scratching sound again. And it strikes right. you that it reminds you of the scratching sound some of you, you heard on and off on the lower level. So... Uh... Uh, Corwin. Uh, yes, could Commander. You, uh, could you take a flashlight and look between these uh, these panels here because this is uh, this is making me a little unsettled. You bet, Commander. You just stand back a moment, and uh, Corwin flicks a switch on his phaser rifle that sets the uh, built-in flashlight on, and pans it across the panel. So you're leaning through to look yeah. down the in the yeah. space. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. So. Uh, down the space, uh, again, it's all pitch dark, but right on the corner, like, right where the room would, like, turn, mm -hmm. right on the corner, you see, like, a lawn, uh, metallic, uh, object. It's, you know, uh, two feet, maybe, in length from, like, the bottom, and you sort of stand up, and at first you think someone's left, like, a lamp back here or something. It's this perfectly smooth, like, um metallic sort of thing and then uh what you turn, the turning the brightness up on your flashlight it's it's almost like it's set my flashlight like to kill <laughs> uh, you notice it's sort of more um like like strange patchwork some of it's like this sort of creamy brown color mm -hmm. and then just randomly there's um, like pieces of metal attached really haphazardly. Like someone just literally like slapped a, a piece, a little like circle of sheet metal over it and hammered it in with a nail or something. Hmm. And I'm like, and, and before you start thinking this is the weirdest idea of decor you've ever seen, mm -hmm. um, the uh, the little the little digits move, uh -huh. and you realize that you're not staring at a lamp, you're staring at a leg. Oh. Uh, um, that ain't right. Oh. <clears throat> Corwin, in-game, once he finally manages to resolve what it was that he was seeing, pulls away from the panel and kind of squeezes his eyes shut for a half a second before pulling them back wide open. And he takes a, takes a half step back from the panel with and he uh, 
He nervously thumbs the power control on his phaser, but doesn't move it from its current setting. Yeah. Something's... Ooh, something's not right in there, Commander. That is not uh, right at all. What did you see? Ah, uh, Commander, you're going to think I'm crazy. I'm not even sure that I believe me. And I'm me. But I think I saw somebody's leg. It was just wedged in there. And, Commander, uh, it was still moving. You mean there's someone wedged in there? No, Commander. Just the leg. Just the leg. Oh. Oh. Okay. Um, right. <laughs> Commander, uh, I, I think I think we need to maybe head back to Mr. Seraph. I'm just going to tap my badge, communicating to Seraph. Okay. If I can yes. do so. Yep, go ahead. Yes, Mr. Uh, Mirren. Okay, so... Have you picked up any life forms so far while we've been in here? No, Mr. Mirren. Why do you ask? It seems that after a thorough investigation, uh, Corwin has discovered a severed leg in between the walls. Curious. What of it, though? Uh... There's a severed leg in between the walls. Yes, well, we knew that the people dwelling here had to have gone somewhere. I wonder why a body part might be in the walls. We shall have to investigate further. I don't even understand how it got there. They, I don't think someone could have fit back there. Possibly some sort of transportation accident. A grim possibility, but a possibility nonetheless. Was there anything else outstanding about it, Mr. Murin? Um, aside from the uh, discrepancies we've been finding in the logs, and of course, I'm just, you know, out of character, I would update him on what I found in the logs. Curious. It would seem um, that the strange behavior that we've observed in other logs is intensified here. I have, uh, I don't know what to make of it yet. Maybe a couple working theories, but I think we should uh, perhaps investigate dead bodies first. That seems to be priority. I don't feel quite so safe anymore. Understood, Mr. Murin. I will admit that I had expected something along these lines when we realized that we were dealing with nanomachines. It's quite possible that the dead bodies have in fact been disassembled. Although, why some piece of it would be found in the walls... Very lurches at, at the mention of disassembling bodies. Please use your best judgment as to whether to proceed or to return to the hub. I will see you as soon as you are ready. Seraph, uh, I would recommend a liaison here directly so that everyone can see this for themselves and make sense of it. Otherwise, I will follow your next instruction. Interesting. Very well. I will regroup and join you. Mm -hmm. Seraph out. Seraph so, to you... Lieutenant Locke. Locke here. Mr. Locke, how goes your investigation? Uh, I found some research binders here with the notes on subjects of some sort. I believe Drake found some uh, logs as well that uh, we've recorded down. Interesting. 
Mr. Mirren also to... made mention of operations. Apparently some sort of enhancement regimen. That seems to line up with what we're getting here. I was going to continue investigating a few other rooms as well. Apparently there's a head surgeon as well as the head of security that we could investigate to see if we can capture more information here. Very good, Mr. Locke. We shall return to that very shortly. Mr. Mirren seems intent upon a discovery that he and Corwin have made. And I believe that oh. we shall quickly investigate it further before returning to gathering more details here. And uh, in-game, Seraph fills them in quickly on the discovery of apparently a leg ledged, lodged in the wall. I see. Did he mention what the leg was made of? He did not go into great detail. I believe he was feeling discomfited. This may be our first direct evidence of the activity of the nanomachines, however. Oh, very well. Me and uh, Drake will head over immediately. We'll be there shortly. Excellent. I will rendezvous with you there. Very well. Lock out. And in-game, Seraph waits until he can hear Locke and Drake beginning to approach, and then makes his own way towards where he knows Mirren and Corwin are waiting. So you are all now inside the chief engineer's room, or are you Yeah, we've all... We've all... We've, we we've all approached. Yeah. yeah, we've all approached yeah. the same room, and we're all inside. Okay. Assuming you don't say otherwise. Right, that's fine. And the wall panel has still been removed and all that. Or did someone put it back? Not, not, not <laughs> no, unless Mirren was like, put it back, put it back, put it back. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mirren definitely uh, would not have done that in this situation. Yeah. Okay. So the five of you are now in the room. Um, mm -hmm. Probably been apprised of the situation, obviously. So. Okay. So, uh, in-game, Seraph uh, has Corwin use the light on the end of his rifle to illuminate the same section, and then he uses his trigo to try and get a good sense of what it is that uh, Corwin has found. Right, so you're, you're leaning in the same way that Corwin did? That's right. Does Seraph also observe movement? Um, you see uh, the same, basically the same image that Corwin saw. Mm -hmm. It's not clear that it's a leg to you because it's so dark and because it sort of blends in well with the coloring of the panels. Yes. Until something moves. Mm. Interesting. And it twitch and it twitches, like mm -hmm. you might when you're asleep or if you got a shock. Right. Or something like that. Right. So. And what is my tricorder telling me about its composition? Um, for all intents and purposes, um, the tricorder's not picking it up as uh, anything indistinct from the machine. The structure of the space station, the space station itself. Mm. Mm -hmm. And what about the nanomachines? Am I getting any sense of their presence? Uh, the tricorder is uh, reading an error when you enter the scan for the nanomachines. Oh. An error in magnitude? an error in attempting to run that particular scan pattern? Run that particular scan pattern. Uh, hmm. Seraph quickly clears basically it. Basically, like a 404, basically. Okay. Seraph quickly clears the uh, scanner pattern buffer and tries again. Same right. result? Same thing, yeah. Seraph, uh... Seraph lifts an eyebrow and his uh, perpetually present smile maybe dims a little bit. I guess, I think I would be able to get a kind of a... a, a hot second to get a quick look at this. 
Um, Commander, if uh, judging by the distance, I could potentially a, cut a hole in that section of the wall and extract the leg, if you'd like. I believe it may be premature to do that, Mr. Locke. I am... I must admit, a little confused by my sensor readings. Mm. The tricorder is not able to distinguish the apparent limb from the superstructure of the space station itself. And when I attempt well, to scan for nanomachine activity, or even nanomachine presence, I am at a loss for the malfunction that the tricorder is experiencing. I would only expect it if the magnitude of the sensor reading were overloading it in some way. Not the, not the only thing we've found. No, it certainly isn't. I believe we have enough information to begin hypothesizing on the gruesome fate of the individuals who are here. And it may give us some hints as to just what these nanomachines are capable of. It would seem that it is significantly more severe than Mr. Drake's illness led us to believe. Well, I believe we can also investigate a little bit further. One of the rooms on the corridor we went down was for the head surgeon, which if these tests or um, medical procedures were anything to go by, that would most likely be the person that would have the logs to track all of that. Very good, Mr. Locke. Let's return to the hub. I wish to get in contact with Voyager. Very well. Uh, establish a beachhead here. We shall have some further materials beamed over and a full security team, uh, and then we can continue uh, to investigate. Right, so in-game, Mr. Seraph leads the team back to the area that they've established as their investigation hub, and he hails Voyager. Mr. Seraph to Voyager. There's a strange, like, <clears throat> sound really sharply so those of you with sensitive ears probably go ah and then ah, uh, mr seraph ah. <laughs> this is quinn captain quinn of the voyager this is quinn captain this is mr seraph is everything okay this is quinn mr that Seraph. that is not quinn Seraph holds up a hand, but he also raises an eyebrow. <laughs> Captain Quinn, I was wondering if you were able to beam some of the staff with us back to Voyager and provide us with a full security team. Full security team? Beaming back? I don't think so, Mr. Seraph. Uh, why is that, Mr. Uh, Captain Quinn? Mr. Seraph, it's... it's... It's not good service. Ah. Well, of course you are correct. Commander, um, I advise to end all communication with Voyager immediately. It's not good service, Mr. Seraph. Mr. Seraph, this, this is Quinn. It's not, it's not good service. Interesting. Uh, he, Mr. Seraph pulls at his goatee for a moment as the uh, rest of the Voyager away team gets a little bit agitated, understandably. <laughs> One question, uh, Captain Quinn. What Quinn, this is Captain Quinn. What would Quinn. be good service? Good service, good service. It would be good service for you. Join perfection 
love, joy, perfection. Interesting. Seraph out. And I close the channel and then look around at the away team. I do not think we'll be returning to the Voyager at this time. And uh, throughout the corridors from within some of the crew quarters, you start to hear uh, scratching. Uh, and scratching intensifies until it becomes banging. Like uh, something heavy banged against metallic walls. Yes, exactly. And in a perfect rhythm amongst the promenade. Hey, this is Nathaniel Kiefer, writer, GM, and producer of Voyager Done Right. Thank you so much for listening. It really means a lot to me. Hey, if you liked what you heard today, then you can do me two big favors. Number one, keep on listening. New content every week. And number two, tell your friends and get them to start listening right now. If you want to chat with us, you can drop us a line on Twitter or join our Discord server. Those links are in the description, and I promise to get back to you in a reasonable time. Say, three to five years... And if you really like what you hear, you can check out our Patreon page. The Nathaniel Kiefer Swimming Pool Construction Fund thanks you in advance for your time. Music from bensound.com and the cast of Voyager Done Right includes myself, Nathaniel Kiefer, as Captain Ulysses Quinn, Richard Jellison as Commander Edison Gill, Christopher Kiefer as Lieutenant Commander Seraph, Jordan Wood as Lieutenant Commander Miran Oka, Kirk Dawson as Lieutenant Leon Locke, and Thomas Hyde as Lieutenant Junior Grade Wallace Drake. Thanks so much for listening. Till next time.